Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, vaccines are here. Also, the V-Team takes a look at police actions in black communities. And it's time to look at the good, the bad, and the absolutely embarrassing of 2020. This turkey tastes half as good as it looks. I think we're all in for a very big treat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> OK, Eddie. Guess who's the biggest turkey? All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by research guru extraordinaire, Susan Britt. Hello. And columnist and investigative reporter for APR, Josh Moon. Welcome. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Uh, did you have a, a, a Griswold Christmas, or how did it go, Josh? Man, it's always a Griswold Christmas around here, baby. I don't know about y'all, but uh, I sure am enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we know that a lot of people have not had a very good Christmas, but we do wish everyone a, a, a better new year. And, <laughs> and uh, I think we're on the way to getting there. Uh, you know, we, we saw a huge spike in COVID cases, deaths, and infections after the Thanksgiving holiday. Hopefully people will be more vigilant during this, this time of year. But Susan, uh, uh, December is on track to be the deadliest month in the history of COVID in our state. I mean, it's just awful what's happened. It far exceeds any other month we've had during this pandemic. I mean, we're averaging 100 plus, plus deaths a day in Alabama from this pan from this disease, and people are still not taking it seriously. Josh, it yeah, just I, is a matter of fact now. Yeah, it Go is. Ahead, I'm and, sorry. No, no, it's 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 like a it's like a slow motion it's like a slow motion terrorist attack that you can totally yeah, see coming. Uh, but we we're not. I mean, we're we're losing three thousand. We're losing a nine eleven amount of people per day in the United States yeah. of America. Um, and and you know it's just. It's it's kind of heartbreaking and it, and it's infuriating all at the same time and it just you know I, I don't know what needs to happen for people to take things seriously but it, it's not and I mean I guess the only hope we have at this point is are those vaccines rolling out? Yeah, and you know Susan, I lived in New York City on nine eleven, heard the planes come over, the first plane, at least, and after that day, Americans came together. Uh, like they have in huge times of crisis. Mm -hmm. Though, like what you said, this slow-moving terrorist attack has not wakened the sleeping giant that is the United States to come together. No, people united after 9-11, and if anything, the country's more divided than ever now over yeah. this pandemic. Well, as we've yeah. said before, it's been politicized. 
Yeah, no, it has, and that's that's what I was going to say. Is it, it's been you know politicized because of you know the early failings in, in this thing, and and you know however you want to blame them, whoever you want to blame them on. I think it's pretty well documented who I blame them on, but uh, it's uh, you know it, it is that that is that sort of nonsense is still carrying forward with this right now, and it's it's just it's idiotic you know i saw a thing the other day where it said i don't understand what the vaccine's going to do i mean it's going to take us from a 99.7 survival rate to a 99.8 uh, survival rate I, let me tell you something that that point one in there that's 300,000 americans okay yeah that's what that means yeah. all right i know math isn't our strong suit uh, ever uh and not even mine but i know it's 300,000 people and so that's what I, I don't know how else to deal with this idiocy. I don't. I don't know what else to do. Well, you know, you, you can't fix stupid as we've done for years, and you cannot fix ignorance. Uh, you basically just uh, wipe the dust off your feet and move on. But there is hope. There is a vaccine, two vaccines now, and more mm -hmm. coming in the pipeline. But it's slow getting here. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, it, but it is here, and it is making a difference. I've talked to doctors nurses, other healthcare professionals that say they have breathed a huge sigh of relief knowing that there is a vaccine that will help people <clears throat> avoid getting this deadly disease, Susan. Yeah, there are, and that's gonna take around 325,000 to 330,000 vaccines to get just the healthcare workers and the nursing home residents taken care of in the first wave. Right, So, right. I mean, those, and remember we got, what, 40, thousand last week yeah. and you know they're kind of kind of rolling slow but at least we're getting somewhere with this yeah there's been some snafus along the way but that first group of about three hundred twenty-five thousand, that's going to relieve everything and then josh we go into a phase 1b where it's people 75 and older and other essential workers yeah, you know, I th to me, if once you once you vaccinate uh, all the, the the essential workers and and those folks who are over seventy five in nursing homes, uh, you probably eliminate somewhere around seventy five to to eighty five percent of the deaths uh, there. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you get those people vaccinated and 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 are then safe, well, then you can worry about, you know, I, I and I know it's a big deal for people who are in the hospital. Uh, but you, you're then worried about just pick folks who are going in and being sick and uh, and maybe on ventilators and things like that. So, it, yeah. But if you can eliminate those deaths, that's a huge, huge step. Yes, it is. And then phase C, uh, phase 1C will be folks 65 uh, to, to 73 and more essential workers. Then after that, it's everybody else from what we understand. So Governor Ivey got her shot this week. Yes, she and, did. Uh, Yes, she did. I think she needed it. Robert Bentley got a shot. Oh God! I don't think that was great, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't understand how that happened. Um, you know, I, I, I know he's a doctor. You know, but uh, that's yeah. I, I mean, I understand the outrage from people. There's no reason for Robert Bentley to have been in line for that thing. Uh, you no. know, it's my understanding he doesn't really treat people in nursing homes. He's not on the front line uh, doing doing work like that. Um, you know, I'm all for him getting it in the second round. He's 77 years old, but for God's sakes, man, yeah. what are you doing? I mean, it really, honestly, senior citizens don't get acne, okay? And that's what he is. He is a dermatologist, not a regular doctor. Doctor, doctor, pimple popper. But he got the <laughs> vaccine ahead of people that probably needed a whole lot worse. He is older, and at least he plays a doctor in Tuscaloosa. 
but I, I think it was it just the line breakers need to be shamed. I, I, some of these politicians who have denied the virus that mm -hmm. are getting the shots just kind of mm -hmm. irritate me too. Well, you denied it. Don't get a vaccine. Give it to somebody who needs it. Marco yeah, yeah. Rubio. Exactly, Marco Rubio. <laughs> Listen, no, we you know. I I don't understand what Marco Rubio is doing. Who was who was happy that Marco Rubio got the vaccine? Nobody. <laughs> Marco was. But yeah, well. again, that you know, that this is what it's awful about politics. They will they will grandstand, they will demagogue and mm -hmm. and tell everybody else what they should and shouldn't do. But when it comes down to, to their help, oh baby, they get yeah. the vaccine. Up front. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, listen, I, I'm all for, uh, you know, Donald Trump uh, getting the vaccine. Oh, yeah. People that work at yeah. the White House, yeah. uh, those in the line of succession, you know, McConnell, Pelosi, those people. Of course, you, yeah. you give those people the vaccine. I mean, you know, the yeah. leaders of the, of the United States government. But once you get down on down the line, I think we could have skipped Marco Rubio and Lindsey Graham and some of these other people that got it. Oh, well, that's what happened. All right, we're going to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Hey, man, what are you doing today? Um, play the game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a head on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Your career isn't a job. It's a journey. Your next job could lead to bigger things, and you're in charge of how fast and how far you want to go. At alabamaworks.com, you can connect with employers and start working right now. Then chart your path forward with training and career planning tools. That next paycheck is great, but it's only the beginning. Start a great success story at alabamaworks.com. reading uh, an Alabama publication uh, this last week, and, and I think y'all will appreciate this. It, it was talking about uh, Black Lives Matters, and it called it, called it the so-called Black Lives Matter movement, the so-called. I guess they called it the so-called civil rights movement, the yeah. so-called Montgomery boy, bus boycott, the so-called yeah. freedom riders. Josh, that's about as racist as it gets. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand this dog whistle that, that people have, and I don't. I've never understood the 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 
problem that people have with with black people, you know, saying Black Lives Matter or white people saying Black Lives Matter for that matter. Uh, I mean, nobody's saying Black Lives Matter more than 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 white no. lives. I mean, they would just like for some acknowledgement to be that you know these are the black people are also human beings that you should treat equally. I don't understand yeah. the problem with that. Well, and I don't either, and I just, I know we don't, but some folks do. One yeah. of the things that we have noticed over the year, and you pointed this out, Josh, that at the Alabama Political Reporter, we do have a way of keeping track of the, the number of people who read a certain story. Mm-hmm. And we found, Susan, that stories on Black Lives Mattering and on stories that point out uh, the disparity in, in how they're treated by law enforcement, those are some of the highest mm-hmm. read stories we have. Uh, I think there's two reasons for that. I think, A, people do care, and B, nobody else is reporting on these things. You don't see, you know, like the the film we had this week showing where the police officers tackled two women that were just the aunts of the guy that were trying to arrest for speeding, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and the Huntsville riots. I mean, the Huntsville, uh, where they- Protest. Thank you. you. You just don't see that anywhere else but here. I mean, Josh, this, this incident we, we, that uh, Micah Danny reported on uh, last week about the police officer uh, tackling women to the ground mm-hmm. and ripping mm-hmm. off his badge to threaten folks. I mean, that was a very compelling story in that this is how the violence escalates, right? Yeah, it is. And, and you know, uh, uh, there was a video that went around uh, earlier today uh, of, of police officers in, in another state. <coughs> I'm sorry, I can't remember which state it was, but where they were arresting someone. Uh, and as they were uh, had the man handcuffed and were taking him to the car, one of the cops took a swing at him. And the other cops on the scene arrested that cop. Uh, oh, for wow. Yeah. And, you and, don't see and that so, often. No, you don't. And, and, that's, and, and that's what... Listen, that's all, all anybody who's doing protests out here, that's all, that's all they want is an equal treatment of everyone under the law, including police officers, all right? And so I think that's why these things, uh, th- these stories are so well read is because uh, it's not just black people, but particularly black people can relate to these things. But there are a lot of white people, especially poor white people, who have also yeah. been mistreated by police officers. And they can, uh, they can relate to these stories as well. And I think they are outraged when they see the mistreatment of black people. You know, one of the highest read stories was one that, that I happened to write about the uh, <coughs> store owner indicator, the black store owner, who called the police right. after he'd been mm-hmm. robbed. And they showed up and punched him and tried to arrest him. Punched him in the face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and, and and you know people hate that, people universally hate that, and and I think that's what you see in reflected in those numbers. And we're not, you know, again, we're not saying that all law enforcement officers are oh, bad. No, it is not, the minority. No, yeah, it's a tiny min- percentage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the one that ripped off his badge, another officer stepped and stopped him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But everybody knows in the black community when the officer takes off his badge, that means he is coming to hurt you and mm-hmm. it, without regard for what happens next. <coughs> and, and this is, this is the, the terrible thing. And then when I see things like people say the so-called uh, uh, Black Lives Matters movement, it's just yeah. disgraceful. Alabama has a long, ruinous history of racism it is still mm-hmm. present today, and it should not be. Uh, we, no. You know, Governor Ivey has spoken out against it, but few other politicians have said enough is enough, Josh. 
Well, you're right. A few others. And if you're a news organization and you're running that sort of garbage, uh, you know, or an alleged news organization and you're running that sort of garbage, uh, your days are numbered. Uh, really, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's a that's a dying audience that you're you're trying to feed and serve there with those sorts of dog whistles, and uh, you know, and I, I'm happy to to help kill it. Well, the thing is, is that every life deserves dignity and and honor. I mean, Susan, we come along and we say that we're a pro-life state. We say that every life is precious. We say that every life is sacred. But then we treat some lives more equal than others. Yeah, I mean, the, the incident that happened this last week was simply a guy was speeding. They turned on their lights. He slow walked the car into his neighborhood where he felt safe. The next thing I saw on the tape was him down on the ground with an officer's knee in his back under the front end of the police car, which reminded me so much of George, George Floyd. Yeah. Uh, and then his, his the two ladies that were on the scene, both of them got tackled on the ground handcuffed, had their, their legs cut out from under them. They were kicked in the in their uh, armpits and whatever to get them to lay down on the ground. It was just... And the only thing the women were doing was asking them, what are you doing? I mean, why yeah. are you doing this? And and we have a right. Uh, we, just because you have a gun doesn't mm-hmm. take away our rights to question what Three you're doing. Three police cars rolled up on that scene. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a well, you know there, there's just too much of that uh, you know going on and and you know you know we all know good and well that if that, that was a group of of white people that wouldn't have happened you know it wouldn't have happened and we all know that you know you can argue however you want to argue but we know that wouldn't have that really wouldn't have happened. Well, Huntsville PD finally responded by saying that they would look into the incident. That that's it, and and you yeah. know we've written a lot of stories on what's gone on in the Huntsville area with policing, with the lack of, of oversight. Mm-hmm. And the only time they got back at us, back to us, is we had a video that showed their police officers abusing their power. I mean, yeah. they just hide up in Huntsville. I mean, Tommy Battle should be better at his job. He does everything, economic development is great. It's a growing area. Mm-hmm. He's considered a really good mayor, but when it comes to the police, he seems to just have no no control over them. Yeah, and, and you know, they're going to have to do something with the chief here, too, because I, I think that all stems from leadership, and, and you've seen it in, it in other departments around around the state. You know, it's yeah. it, yeah. it's a, you, when you put in good leadership there and at the top of police departments, you, you make a difference. Yeah. Well, they just don't do anything except let him run wild. We'll leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. 20 bucks. It won't buy much in the way of Christmas cheer. Yet it means plenty of hope for the homeless. Your $20 feeds 10 at the Jimmy Hale Mission. The more you give, the more we feed. 
Help us nurture those with nothing else and show them the true spirit of the season. To give, please call 323-5878 or visit jimmyhalemission.com today. A lot can change in five years, except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill, because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You know, we're, we're slowly uh, rolling up to the end of the year, and uh, it's kind of one of those times you want to look back and see who, who, in the political world, who's the good, the bad, and the most embarrassing. Now, I don't, I think we've got a contest for who's the most embarrassing, but I think we've <laughs> got a clear winner, Josh, when we get to that point. I think in the good category, uh, Governor Ivey has not done everything right. Uh, no governor ever does. But she and her staff have worked diligently to keep the train on the tracks during this COVID-19 mm -hmm. pandemic. Uh, Joe, uh, Susan, any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, she really has. And I mean, there's been a lot of hard decisions even during a pandemic to keep the state rolling along. And she's done a really good job with that. You know, some would agree with some of her decisions, some would not. But in the overall, I think she's done a really good job. I think she's done a good job, Josh. I know you don't always agree with her, and, and none well, of us do. Too. But but she overall, we could have done a lot worse. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a pretty low uh, level of expectation. I would say, uh, you know, that we could we could have done <laughs> we, we could have done worse than the worst. But I mean, it, listen, I I, I I thought she did good at, at some times in this. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I've not been a fan of what she's done of late. Uh, you know, when the virus is at its worst, she's uh, she's backed off completely and made some concessions to, you know, to some organizations. I think that was more about her future than it was about the future of Alabamians. And so, uh, you know, that's my disagreement with her. Yeah, but I, I think overall you're going to have to give her good marks. I think Dr. Scott Harris, who is a public yeah. servant, mm -hmm. and he, he's what they call a bureaucrat, part of the deep state, I guess. He has done a fantastic job of standing up and telling people the hard facts. Yeah. And he's not back down for it to the point that the man has to wear a bulletproof vest everywhere yeah. he goes. But, you know, he has done a good job, and he's done a good job of keeping everybody informed. Yep. And, uh, you know, keeping the ADPH numbers rolling, the news organizations like us who want to get the word out there, you know, that's, that's yeah. been going very well. Uh, Josh, mm -hmm. I don't think you'll have enough good things about the next good guy on the list, and that is Doug Jones who, whether you like him or not, because he's a Democrat or Republican, he has been an excellent senator and public servant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has. And if you if you want to know what kind of Senator Doug Jones is, just look at what he was able to work uh, and get into the uh, to the to the latest COVID relief package uh, that came right. out. The list of things that went into that uh, that helped historically black colleges and other places that would not have been helped without him working with Republicans. Yeah. Uh, um, right. and to, to get that done, I mean, there are just a list of things. And, I mean, he's a lame duck guy. He's not going to be there, you know. And, and not only is he not 
not going to be there. Uh, The people of this state, you know, uh, voted him out by 20 points, uh, you know, for a moron. And so, you know, we're he's still out there working and i i guarantee yeah. you that Tom, that that Doug Jones works harder in the fi- in his final month than Tommy Tuberville does in his entire 6 years well and i think that you know that that uh, we'll see what it does but so far it looks like it. he he really did susan has put alabama first yes uh you know i i think if we looked at people's character <clears throat> and their ability mm-hmm. rather than their party we would not have the mess we have today because yeah. Doug Jones's character and his ability is just what you need for a senator. I want to go to someone who I put in the gray hey, zone. Can, can I say one thing real quick before we do yeah, that? Yeah, go ahead. Because Chris England made, made a really good point on our podcast a couple weeks ago. And, and he said, you know, in every walk of life, you judge people based on their merits. Uh, your doctor, yeah. you wouldn't go to a doctor that was inexperienced. You know, the person that comes right. and works on your house, you take, you know, recommendations and get the best person and go out and search for it. We do this in every walk of life except politics. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's become a beauty contest. That's basically mm-hmm. all it is. Uh, you Not know, that these people are very beautiful. Well, I mean, you know, I don't mean it in the strictest sense of beauty. Yeah, contest. of course. I know you don't. Uh, I do. I think Bradley Byrne is a politician who had great ability and who squandered it by being inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And I think Jeff Sessions screwed Bear, Bradley Byrne more than any politician I know. It was just <laughs> awful to see Bradley go down that way. It really was. It really was. Hey, wasn't that awful for me? Uh, huh? <laughs> wasn't that awful for me? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, I tell you what, though. Mo Brooks is mm-hmm. right up there and the worst politician in the world. And I think uh, Barry Moore is trying to follow Mo Brooks's lead and, mm-hmm. and to see if he can be as bad. I don't think Barry can ever be as bad as, as Mo Brooks because Mo is either clinically, well, there's something wrong with him, you know. Yes. But yes, there is. the leader of the pack, the undisputed king of, of crazy politics is Tommy Tuberville. Josh, the man, is already disgracing us, and he hasn't even been sworn into office yet. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what he does. I mean, it. This is what we knew he was going to do. I mean, this, you elected a guy who didn't know the three branches of government. I mean, what did you expect? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, he did I, I, I say that he. Go ahead. No, I just, I'm just saying, I, I don't, I, this is, of course he's an embarrassment. I mean, he was an embarrassment before this. He wouldn't debate anybody. There was a reason he wouldn't debate. He didn't know anything. I, well, he did say that the three branches of government were the House, the Senate, and the executive. He just forgot the, the Supreme whole Court. You know. judicial thing. Just, yeah, 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 we don't need the I courts. Mean, he, just leave them out. He just doesn't, he doesn't know. He doesn't know anything. It just... And so, of course, he's stupid and he does stupid things. You elected somebody who didn't know. Well, I do like the fact that his his father, uh, 76 years ago, he said in Europe, he was his dad fought 76 years ago in Europe to free Europe of socialism. No, see, I I would listen. Uh, I've said it before. (laughs) I'll say it again. I would pay money. To hear Tommy Tuberville define socialism, okay? I would yeah, pay for that. Yeah. 
Well, I think he could sell out a stadium. I mean, he could, could be forgiven because they did have socialist in the name, you know, the Nazi party, but it wasn't socialism. It was, <laughs> no. it was Nazism, fascism, all that. But one of my yeah. favorite ones is he says, we've gotten away from teaching history, civics, and government. We've got to get education on the right track. Uh, you know, he, he, he went on about that. And, and you know, the, the point there is, yes, we need civics so that U.S. senators know the three branches of government, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, hey, it's, it's, it's one of the few places that I agree with Tommy Turville. He is exactly right. We have gotten away from teaching history and civics, and but the evidence of that is the fact that we've elected Tommy Turville. Hey, <laughs> well, that's going to have to be the last word. You've been watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.